welcome to Revolution Lifestyle, where we learn practical ways to apply personal development and upgrade our everyday lives. Whether you're navigating a transition, reaching for your dream life, or learning to make you priority number one, I got you. Get ready to live your life on purpose, one episode at a time. Let's go. Hi, welcome to this week's episode. Last week we talked about being a people pleaser and knowing um, what the traits were of a person who tends to be a people pleaser. And this week we kind of carry on with how to have your own back, otherwise known as building your self-esteem. When we have low self-esteem, we don't trust ourselves. We don't trust our judgment, our ideas, our opinions, or our abilities. We don't live lives that are authentic and true to who we are. We don't get to feel our full range of emotions, and we certainly don't get to feel good about ourselves and live our best life. I have increasing anxiety as I get older, and I'm finding that developing a stronger sense of self and worthiness really helps to manage the anxiety I feel. So I have done a little research, and here are 16 tips to having your own back. Number one. Identify your negative beliefs about yourself. Now, I do this work, and I have been for a very long time now. I still find buried beliefs that I just believe without question. For example, I believe I have a bad memory. My brain isn't as sharp as other people's brains. Now, I know this belief, this thought, does not serve me. My brain and memory simply needs to be trained and exercised and nourished. Maybe if I stop telling myself I have a terrible memory, I will actually work to have a better memory. I'll try harder. So if you want more information or you want to look or learn a little bit more about negative beliefs or limiting beliefs, I did write a blog post about that. There is a previous podcast episode about how to identify your limiting beliefs. So go ahead and look for that and you will get a little more information there. So that's number one, identify your negative beliefs about yourself. Number two, get good at things. If you love to cook, then really go all in and hone your craft. Being good at things or getting better at things will build your confidence. That's number two, get good at things. Tip number three, learn to accept compliments. And I'm sure you've probably heard this one. Instead of brushing them off or making excuses about why it was really nothing, simply say thank you and nothing else. So that's number three, learn to accept compliments. Number four, pay attention to your self-talk. Notice how you speak to yourself. Are you speaking as if to a best friend or loved one? Or do you instead find yourself speaking terribly, telling yourself you're fat, stupid, you're worthless? Speak to yourself as you would your best friend. Be your own best friend. This is where self-love begins. So that's number four, pay attention to your self-talk. Number five, write a letter to your inner child. Be gentle and loving. Give to your inner child all the understanding, validation, and and the love that you craved. Assure the inner child that she gets to be a child, that she is safe, that she is enough, that she is worthy and not less than anyone. That's number five. Write a letter to your inner child. I, act, I haven't done this yet. I'm totally going to do this. It's on my, in my journal um, as a header to, to do one day. Um, I'm excited to do that. I think that's really interesting. Number six, affirmations. Now, 
Affirmations help us keep new thoughts that we're practicing in the forefront of our mind. When we affirm new thoughts about ourselves, it serves to help reinforce those new thought grooves that we're trying to create. The key to affirmations is to make them believable. If you don't really believe them, they'll simply make you feel worse. So don't try to go from, I'm super fat and out of shape, or I'll never be healthy, you know, to I'm beautiful and I'm healthy and vital and fit. You know, try to find something that bridges that gap or maybe like a ladder thought such as, um, I'm working at being more healthy. I'm working at more self-love or I'm learning to love myself, something like something that you can believe that's a little more positive than where you were at. And then just work your way up until you get to, you know, I'm amazing. I'm healthy. I'm fit. I love myself, whatever it is. <clears throat> so that's number six, affirmations. Number seven, explore what you want and who you truly are. Get to know your authentic self. I can't say this enough. Like for so many reasons, we need to get to know who we really are and what we really want out of life. It's really the, the beginning of all growth. Knowing yourself brings awareness around where you're, where you're coming from and it also lights up the path to who you want to be. If you don't know what you want, it's too easy to just do what others want. If what is important to you is top of mind, it's so much easier to choose you. So that's number seven. Explore what you want and who you truly are. Number eight, practice the pause. Before you automatically agree to do something or even volunteer yourself, make sure you pause and think about what you really want in the situation. Do you want to coach the soccer team? Do you really want, you know, to do whatever it is this person's asking of you? Or maybe they're just talking about they have this need for something and you are like, me, 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 you're thinking in your head, I can do that, I can help. Well, take a moment to pause. So that's number eight, practice the pause. Number nine, say no and stop putting people before yourself. So saying no may be difficult, but people truly prefer you to be genuine. They want to trust that what you say is what you mean. Don't say yes and then feel resentment. That's not fair to others. No one truly benefits from you being a martyr. Now, I don't know about you, but this I've done this where I've agreed to do something and then later on when that something happens and I'm busy and I, I get angry like, why do I have to do this? You know, I shouldn't have to do this, people, blah, blah, blah. And it's almost like, you know, I want to blame others. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm the one that agreed to do it. And now I'm being resentful of it. So be very careful um, of that. So that's number nine. Say no and stop putting people before yourself. Number 10, practice being assertive and confident. Respect other people's needs and opinions, but not more than you do your own. Learn to trust yourself. Trust your opinions, your actions, and your ideas. Don't assume others know better and constantly second-guess yourself. No one has the exact right way. Give yourself the chance to discover what you're capable of doing or what you're capable of achieving or how you would do something. That's number 10. Practice being assertive and confident. Number 11, meditate. Meditation helps you to have a clean and clear mind. Now, I'm not saying that you aren't going to have a jumble of thoughts. Meditation helps you see that you are not your thoughts. 
You don't have to believe them. You don't have to have an attachment to them. They're just thoughts. So that's number 11, meditation. Meditation is super helpful, by the way, because it also helps you with that pause. Because for some reason, it just creates space in your brain so that you can see what you're thinking. You can kind of pay attention to your surroundings. It's almost like you are able to um, hold it all in your, your brain with some space, and it allows you to do that pause. Number 12. Recognize common thought errors. And this one's a bit longer um, because there's a few things here that I kind of want to call out. There's many thought errors. If you've ever um, looked into it, I did a series on, I I don't know if it was Instagram, I think, where I kind of went through um, some of the thought errors because I I just think they're fascinating. And of course, you know, I, I do a ton of them. So number 12 is recognize common thought errors. And we're going to talk about a couple of them here. So all or nothing thinking, this is a common thought error. And that what it is, is if something goes wrong or doesn't work, you throw your hands up and declare, I'm a failure. I never succeed. I'm too stupid. So it's basically all or nothing. Like if I, if I wasn't perfect, then I was a total failure. Now think about like Thomas Edison tried tons of things that failed. Ben Franklin tried thousands of things that failed. Thank goodness they didn't throw in the towel and just give up or call themselves a failure. So that's all or nothing thinking. Be careful. Be aware of these things. You're you're probably doing some of them. The next one is not separating facts from thoughts and feelings. For example, the fact is you text your friend and she didn't text you back. Your thoughts might run to, she's mad at me, and you may feel upset or fearful, but the fact here is, she just didn't text back, that's it. You texted her and she didn't text back, that's the fact. Save yourself the grief and don't make up stories. Don't make up stories, you don't know. Could it be a million things that she didn't text back? She could be like me and just look at her phone and think, oh yeah, I need to think about that for a second, I'll get right back to her, and then just forgets, because that's what I always do. The next thought error is jumping to negative conclusions. So you can look at that example that I just gave about your friend not texting you back. Your brain could have easily just jumped to a gazillion different conclusions. You know, she's mad at me. I said the wrong thing the other night. I bet it's about that. You know, just whatever it is. You probably jumped to some sort of conclusion or you created some story in your brain and decided that's probably what happened and you're having all kinds of like drama about it. And again, the reality is you you only know the facts and there's usually very few facts and the rest is usually made up drama in our brains, our thoughts, our feelings, all these stories that we make up. So when you're jumping to negative conclusions, you're kind of doing the same thing and, and really you're specifically going negative. I mean, sometimes we can jump to happy conclusions that's probably not as um, terrible because at least you don't feel bad, but I mean, you're creating the feelings along with these things that you're making up. The next one, uh, the next common thought error is mental filtering. So you're taking a situation and you're filtering it through your negative, low self-opinion filter. You're removing or downplaying any positives and you're accentuating the negative. It's very much like looking through looking at the world through dark versus rose-colored glasses. So if you're looking through dark glasses, everything's dark and gloomy. But if you're looking through rose-colored glasses, everything is happy and chipper and cheerful. So keep in mind that when you're mentally filtering everything through a very negative mindset or a very doom and gloom mindset, you know, of course, that's the way you see the world. 
So be aware of that. So those are just a few of common thought errors. And those are the ones I think that really um, are important if you're going to learn to have your own back. Like stop doing those things. So that's number 12, recognize common thought errors. Number 13, connect with the greater human family. This one and this thought really, really helps me. Recognizing that no one is better or worse. We are all human. We truly are all made of the same energies. And at our core, we're all sharing the same matter and space. We are all born. We all age. We all have ups. We all have downs. No one is perfect. And we are we're all perfect. Then we all die. We are the same. So I always find it too a little bit interesting um, to think about looking at planet Earth from space. And like you just realize like we are in this together. You know, we are we are such tiny little specks in such a wide world and universe. And you know, you know, just you know, the connection that we we actually have with each other and how we really are all the same. So number 13 is connect with the greater human family. It just really helps put things in perspective. Number four, practice, not perfection. Changing how we think about ourselves will take practice. The grooves that we've worn in our brains for people-pleasing, perfectionism, and procrastination will take a bit of time and energy to climb out of. But with practice, you'll soon be creating new grooves for your thoughts to travel. Don't beat yourself up if you struggle. Changing your thought patterns is hard. Shoot for progress, not perfection. Don't forget, changing our thinking can be tough work. That's number 14, practice, not perfection. Number 15, keep a list of achievements. Now, I know that I have a tendency to focus on what I didn't get done, what I did imperfectly, all the negative aspects of pretty much everything I do. It's just where my brain goes. So to combat this, my coach recommended I keep a running tally of all the goodies, what I did well, what have I accomplished, and what am I good at? This is really, really helpful. So that's number 15. Keep a list of achievements. And tip number 16, take a look at who you spend your time with. Some people tear you down. This can happen in big ways, but in many cases, it's many subtle little digs. Find and surround yourself with people who build you up, people who see the best in you and encourage you to see it in yourself. And remember too, to be others' cheerleaders, not their caretakers and not their criticizers. I know sometimes when when we're really good at being self-critical, we're also pretty critical of others. It's the tendency to look for the bad instead of the good. This is something I do. Allow yourself and others the grace that you all deserve. So that's number 16. Take a look at who you spend your time with. Building our self-esteem is work. Paying attention to and changing our thoughts and beliefs takes mental energy and can actually wear us out physically. But keep at it, it is an ongoing practice. I've been at this work for years and still find ways to grow and become stronger and more confident. The time and energy for me has been well spent. It's totally worth it because the reward is authenticity, autonomy, and wellness. So I hope that you uh, like this one. It kind of piggybacks on last week. So if you're just finding this one, you may want to go back and listen to last week. It's pretty good. Um, It kind of gives you the, the lead up. Are you a people pleaser? And that's all I have for you today. Um, I will talk to you all next week. Bye.
hey, wait up. If you like this podcast and you're ready to take this work just a little bit deeper, go to my website, lifewithshanna.com, and in the top right corner, click the Book Now button. This Book Now button will take you to a scheduling page, and you can schedule yourself a free call with me. That's right, a free call. All you've got to do is go to lifewithshanna.com and click Book Now. All right, that's it for real. Talk to you later. Bye.